Hello everyone and welcome back to another podcast episode on Let's Evaluate on E. So we're going to be talking about economic studies. You're here joined with me, Helen and Billy, and we have two lovely guests, Yasmin and Present. So Hi. let's get forward to the icebreaker. So um, guys, what is the best advertising campaign um, slash video you've seen um, recently and why did you think it was great? My favourite advert is probably going to be the Paula's Choice one on YouTube because it's literally everywhere and I'm not even going to lie, it's not that good of an advert but it made me go and buy it. So I went and bought it. Actually, it must be that good of an advert because I went and bought it. But this this Mm. girl, this is the first time she's gone out without foundation in like forever and she was like 25. Mm. And I was like, I mean, I leave my house without foundation, but I want to experience what she's experiencing. So I bought it. It was thirty pounds, and I'm not gonna lie, it was worth it. It's so good. <laughs> oh, that's cool. All right, um, jumping on to the next one, guys. Um, so, would you guys want uh, to visit hundred years in the past or hundred years in the future? Um, I'm not going to lie, I would say 100 years in the past. Mm. Actually, I don't know, Mm. because I would say 100 years in the past. However, 100 years ago, racism was a lot bigger than it is now. And um, I would not want to experience that because, as you guys know, I'm very mouthy and I would probably get myself in trouble. But yes. <laughs> I was saying, only 100 years in the past, just because I'm one of those annoying people that's like, oh my gosh, I wish we weren't all on our phones all the time. And I want to experience that school mm. without being on your phone and stuff like that. But even then, thinking about, I'm a girl, so like, would we even be allowed to go to school 100 oh years ago? Imagine, so, like, they're calling us a witch or something. We don't want to be oh, bad at oh, oh, I don't know, like, not having to go to school does something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what sounds. No, but then that, in a way, it also sounds boring because then mm. what are we going to be yeah. doing at home? There's no like, Wi-Fi. Tools. No Wi-Fi, that's right. I would want to experience like wearing them ball gowns and stuff. Oh, they're so pretty. Cool. I'm definitely going to choose the future because like, yeah, the future technology to see how much, like how crazy technology has been just in recent months. Mm. I just can't wait to see like what's, what's the future going to be like? Are we going to have boots where we can just fly around? Is it going to take, you know, one hour to go to America? Yeah, it's crazy things happening. Um, so we're going to have them flying cars. Guys, but yeah. flying cars technically were meant to happen ages ago because you remember that film, Back to the Future, and they thought by now we'd have flying cars in the cars. Yeah, just that's about- so funny. They, they really <laughs> believed in us. <laughs> they got something, right? But they yeah, get, I mean, they could the uh, hoverboards, right? The hoverboard, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, No, because them hoverboards were proper, like, not on the floor at all. But, like, we, we're technically on bicycles, but, like, horizontal. But you know there's some hoverboards that do levitate, but, like, they haven't been improved that much. There's, like, only a few that they're still working on. This question, it's, it's a hard one, but then I would choose to go to the future, and then, like, I would invent something in when I come back to present time so that's supposed to be invented in the future and just take the money from it and become like a millionaire that's what wait so in this question we can come back yeah, yeah, yeah we can yeah, come yeah. back back to the present oh, i'm going to the future then as well <laughs> yeah yeah I'm looking at what's the next million dollar idea yeah <laughs> and i want to see like my family lineage like or what was the Yasmin legacy in the future? Like, what did I leave behind? Yeah. So, um, as you guys achieved a high grade in A-level economics, so I wanted to ask you about your best tip for students to gain the best possible grade. And also, guys, um, do like a brief intro about yourselves and where you go. Okay. So um, I'm doing economics at LSE in my first year. 
I am also a podcaster and I do a bit of life coaching for young people, really interested in entrepreneurship and decided to do economics because I'm really interested in the topic of poverty and inequality. Um, yeah, I did get quite nice grades. Um, I don't know if it's because exams are cancelled, um, <laughs> but I think my tip would be to definitely use past papers and reverse engineer, um, look at the papers, look at the trends. Um, and I made a mistake as um, I just would revise everything and anything. But when you look at the past papers, you would realise there are only specific topics that really come up mm. often. Um, so if I could go back and use a different strategy, I would look at the past papers, identify the trends um, and have like your own structure when it comes to writing essays because I think A-level economics the essays are really easy to write when you write more of it you just realise there's that specific structure and you know what examiners want so kind of it depends like you know see exams as a, as a game or your A-levels as a game um, like what do you want to get out of it do you want to learn everything or do you want to just play the game do well in exams in that case um, like focus on exam technique and think about um, the whole yeah, exams and essays from the examiner's point of view and yeah like the better you get at knowing what examiners want then the better grade you get i definitely agree with presence but let me say who i am so um i'm yasmin i am also a first year economics undergraduate i study at king's college london so literally across <laughs> neighbors um, <laughs> we're literally neighbours. Next door neighbours, I've never met each other. But yeah, and I'm also an ambassador for the brokerage. So um, I've known Billy and Helen for a while. And we do um, ambassador stuff together with <laughs> the brokerage. And so with A-level grades, so I did achieve quite high in my economics grade as well. And similarly to presence, I don't know if it's because exams were cancelled or because I'm actually good at economics, but I'm going to bank on the second one. <laughs> but I think my best tip is really life application like i know for me economics literally makes no sense until i see it in action like i need to see it in the news i need to actually see what's happening because like like why don't we just print more money like things like that when you look at economics you study you just look at it on paper it doesn't make much sense but when you see in action you actually see the economy working you see the bank of england like implementing all these policies that we learn about in essence it makes more sense and then to reiterate her point again do essays do past papers and do essays and honestly if you want to do really well you kind of have to do more you have to do more than your classmates but you need to do it smartly so it's like if you get set maybe one question every lesson five hours of lessons within a week so you're probably gonna have two hour lessons or one and a half hour lessons so maybe about three essays you're going to be set by your teacher a week if you want to do the best you're going to have to do more just to just for practice honestly because doing the bare minimum isn't unless you're like super super smart but i know for me if i were to do the bare minimum i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do as well i need to try harder and try smarter don't overwork yourself but do these essays get your structure in exactly like how president said because after a while literally all the structure is the same once you've got your structure in then do essay plans and literally pester your teacher like write essays and write essay plans and pester your teachers because at the end of the day a teacher's job is to teach you and to help you and if you don't utilize that you're literally just hurting yourself but yeah that was like 300 tips in one <laughs> no i can totally relate to that yasmin um because i'm teaching as well uh, maths and i kind of like the people who come to me ask help they normally do well so mm. yeah definitely use your teacher guys um wisely so moving on to the next question is um so how do you guys keep up with current affairs um news so during like sixth form and uh, first year honestly mm. 
like social media is so powerful i've learned a lot off of twitter <laughs> if you follow like an economy page or if you follow like the news on twitter or if you mm. keep the news up on your phone you will subconsciously take in a lot of information about the news without even realizing like you don't have to sit and like read the newspaper every single morning mm. if that's not what you want to do but just have little things that will give you a little point of what's going on in the world so follow something to do with the news follow your favorite news station on twitter mm. follow your favorite news station instagram have your linkedin news notifications on and things like that you'll slowly feed in and understand what's going on in the world and just kind of follow the stuff that you're interested in yeah i agree um there's um like different websites um for example morning brew is one so they send you like an email every day and it takes like five minutes to read what's happening in the news or like, mm. common stuff so um yeah i just like to consume bite-sized content just quick and on the go and just focus on what you're interested in um, mm-hmm. but I kind of focus on books during A-levels as opposed to the news. So a follow-up on that. So similar to like the icebreaker question. So any like interesting articles on news you came across? I guess one of, um, cause I take, we get to choose one option module, um, one of its management. Other mm. than that, I don't do any essays. Um, but we had to do like an essay on analyzing the supermarket. So I was oh. looking at you know, how COVID has affected the supermarkets at Tesco and how Kaido is taking over in terms of the value of Tesco. <laughs> I don't exactly remember. Um, but I find it's just really interesting to see how consumer behaviour has changed, uh, the behaviour economics in there. Um, and I think, yeah, that's just from the news. But also, the, um, I'm really interested in entrepreneurship as well and yeah. the app Bumble. Uh, I've got the CEO names, but that's super inspiring. Her journey, her story is just super cool. <laughs> oh, it's good it's good bumble yes i haven't used bumble but um yeah. like it's just so cool like the ceo she co-founded i think tinder yeah tinder, and then yeah. from oh. i think being fired from tinder because of like harassment or something and now mm-hmm. she go she went on to like yeah then she went on to find found found, found? then she went on to start <laughs> bumble which bumble, was like focused yeah. on you know have letting uh, women choose first or swipe mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and like look where she's now it's just like super inspiring to show where just how adversity changed to opportunity and i'm just all in to that stuff so yeah <laughs> it's very oh i was gonna say i i don't know why but when you first said bumble mm-hmm. i thought it was like a news place to tell you about like current affairs and now i realize it's a dating site isn't it i think yes. it's for friends as well there's there's friends there's bff and there's um there's a um like a linkedin as well yeah, can... <laughs> okay cool so there's three modes yeah dating life is non-existent at LSE. <laughs> no time for that. <laughs> Next year, in second year, hopefully. Yeah. But um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a bit weird. Mm-hmm. But I oh. think my interesting article or topic, I guess, I've seen in the news is I've been looking at things like Stagecoach. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like how they sell um tickets yeah. for like concerts because I've been having FOMO and I want to go back. I want to go to a concert. And actually, I thought that all of their stocks and stuff would like and things like that but the last time I checked the trajectory is actually going up mm-hmm. because of the fact that like everyone's excited because hopefully we're going back to normal we're going to be able to actually go to concerts so that's mm-hmm. interesting I guess <laughs> oh okay it's going down now the surprise <laughs> last time I checked it was going up last time you checked Ooh, yeah I think week. it'll go back up again as well because everyone wants to be out there experiencing life again so like yeah. even if, like the worst singers um concerts people will still like sell out Literally, i might go to an emo concert like i'm i don't listen to that music but if i'm gonna go to a concert and hear some music 
I want to go to a concert and hear some music because it's just been... Just so I could go out. I'm not even going to do I will do anything. I'll go, you know, I'll even go to like a country music concert, like whatever it I is. I would always say that. <laughs> whatever it is, I'm going. Same. Okay, guys. So since everything's online now um, with most of our lives, how is studying economics online for you guys, for Kings and Edison? In a way, I like it because, you know, I can just wake up at 8.55 a.m., get something in the start class right away. That's nice. Um, but I think it is a lot more harder to truly engage in the sessions um, and actually interact with other students. And sometimes you go about your day and then you realise, ah, it's actually Monday and I actually should be doing work. Uh, but I've been just doing other stuff. So it's like the ultimate discipline time management training this year i definitely want to be in person like i obviously i know that russell group unis are a bit more tough than other unis which is why they're russell group unis but i am struggling to differentiate if it's russell group unis that are tough or it's the fact that i have to learn everything online without physical teacher assistance that's mm. tough because already from i guess in university in england like for a level we're kind of coddled a bit like our teachers are always there to kind of help us and then it goes to uni it's like you're literally on your own but i think if we were in person i'd be a little less on my own but i don't know because yeah. i started because yeah like before university everyone told me a level is going to be the hardest time of your year like, university is going to be so fun and you're going to have the best time and i, I found mean, a jump from i found the jump from a levels to university the hardest mm. like mm. so much harder than a uh, gcse to a levels I don't know, is it, is it because of COVID or or because of like six months of literally doing nothing and then now just being spammed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that plays a yeah. part as well. No, I was just going to say like they're completely different in a way. So with A-levels, I feel like you focus on your subject all the way down to the little details. Whereas yeah. Um, yeah. when it comes to university, it's more broad and you think you're learning about more simple stuff. Like in A-level, you'll be like, oh, you know, I did more research on this, but in university, I'm doing less research on it. And you're kind of confused because you're just like, well, how much should I learn about it? Should I go in depth like I did in A-level or do I stay here? Like, how are they going to ask me the exam questions? They're just completely different. It is. It's so different. Yeah. And I think... um. The jump from GCSE to A-level was like, you narrowed down from GCSE to like three different subjects, but then it was a lot more content and it was a lot more focused content. But then the jump from A-level to uni, for me has been, again, I've narrowed down, but it's so broad. Mm -hmm. And then the actual depth of the knowledge I'm learning is so different. And then I don't know, it's like, do I go really deep with this and go and do like five bits of extra reading? Or like you said, Helen, do I stay surface level? If I go really deep and I don't get an exam question on this, I'm going to be kind of annoyed because I've just spent an extra week reading about stuff that I didn't need to read about. And it's yeah. just a bit confusing. You want to go deep and you want to learn because you're just like, well, if I do work in this industry later, I do want to know more yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. really is confusing. Yeah. yeah, for A levels, I I just love. I, I get really annoyed if I don't understand something in depth. I just go and Google and Google and Google <laughs> until I understand it. But and this that's kind of the mistake that I've made and kind of I'm still making, but trying to change it. Is I just don't get something and I just spend an hour looking at the small concept and I realise that actually I have this <laughs> much to do. And then I, before I know, it, I'm just like, okay, I'm behind another week now. Um, so it's like really trade like yeah, it's just so different. Um, and yeah. I think it's all about learning how to yeah be strategic, which I guess is part of the journey. I feel like I'm the opposite. I like 
if I don't get something in maths, I'm like, well, we'll come back to it another day. And then I move on and on and on. And then now it's reading week and I have to go back. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't understand anything. We have, we have reading week, but that's only for like subjects that have essays and maths and econ don't oh. have essays. So we don't have reading week, which I was honestly like... Nothing to read. But we have nothing to read, but that doesn't mean we have like we have a bunch you need of break. Yeah, you need exactly a break. i just uh <laughs> now that's one thing i'm grateful for that reading week yeah i wish i was in person as well because i always want to be that person that's like i know i said before before we started filming that like mm. everyone has their things when they come into uni looking a bit flair but i really want to be that person that has like a different outfit every single day i come into uni and i can't do that because we're not coming into uni <laughs> it's so shallow but i really wanted to come in and just be like a fashion icon but i can't do that because real, we're not in person. Yeah, I was gonna say, okay, this is gonna be the year I try makeup because I've never worn makeup before. I'm gonna try, but like, okay, I don't even need to now. I'm just like even more scruffier than ever. No, makeup. First of all, you do not look scruffy at all. And also, yeah. makeup is. Makeup is an art you must try for yourself. So don't even worry about going in or not going in. But makeup is an art that you try and you experience for your own, like, self how you feel. Like, yeah. I do find that I, uh, like, because, yeah, a few days ago, I decided to not wear pyjamas and wear something like work. And it just changed my mood and changed just mm. how I felt and just changed how I did stuff. So I agree, just changing what you wear or, like, yeah, makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Getting dressed every single day for uni actually makes me more productive. I've noticed yeah, mm. when I have pyjamas, it doesn't help. But when I'm, like, going to wear mascara and I'm going to put on lip gloss and I'm going to put on an actual top and mm. not jeans because I'm inside, but, like, leggings <laughs> instead of pyjama bottoms, I'm more productive. Yeah. I feel like you just go into that mode of work. Like, Billy was saying this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, when he changes clothes into his out formal outfits, he mm. feels more productive. Definitely. Mm. Especially, like, during COVID, he's kind of lack motivation, but, like, wearing something like a shirt does help. Yeah, I agree. Right, moving on to the next question. So Yasmin, I'm present. So I wanted to ask about um, what's kind of the most significant lesson you've learned through the extra um, activity you've done so far. So it could be like during sixth form or um, first year of uni, like through Zoom. Okay, so for me, I didn't yeah. literally know, well, yeah, other than like essay competitions and trying to get all the work experience during A-levels, I didn't know other extracurriculars. I think COVID really gave me the opportunity to mm. start doing more hobbies and now that I kind of yeah, do a ton of different extracurriculars. I think the main lesson I learned is the power of networking. Like I, I started just yeah, I started a podcast. Yeah. I just reached out to people and I, I didn't even know what networking was. I didn't like I've never heard of a phrase or anything. I just saw it as meeting new people chatting. Mm. Um but it's just crazy about like the amount of opportunities you get just from meeting a lot of people. And then when you go into uni, you realise, oh, this this whole topic of networking is actually super important when it goes to like finding work or finding internships and experience. Um, like I got an internship in the summer yeah. before I started uni because of networking, like talking to people. I, I, I struggled a lot with talking to people. I was mm -hmm. so shy. Um, but oh, I you're think so confident now, though. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always have to thank the podcast, but because um, I, I had like social anxiety before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But generally, I think um, whoever's listening, uh, the key thing that I learned is just meet as many people as you can. Um, yeah. If you can um, you know, talk to them for more than one minute, then jot down, the, jot down their details. That's the, that's the tip that I got from someone um, on a podcast and yeah, yeah it's just led to so many opportunities and fun and you learn so much 
um not that you don't learn a lot when you're studying at uni but <laughs> mm. i just i learned so much during like conversations and um yeah. So follow on that, um, what kind of hobby you started because of lockdown? Um, so I I started coaching um, yeah. young uh, students from like you know, uni stuff, but also life coaching, um, like getting clear on who they want to be. And because mm. I've had a lot of questions about, oh, I have no idea what I want to do in life, identity crisis. Um, so, and also anxiety, yeah, just like mental health has gone, like not be great because of COVID. Um, so I've been having one-to-one calls with like A-level students about how they're doing. Um, and yeah, like I've just, it's just been so fun to mm-hmm. get clear on what they want. And a lot of people um, were afraid to apply to Oxford, for example, and yeah. just talking them through it. And then they applied and they got in wow. and it's just so cool to follow up and see how they're doing. Um, and I'm going to do something in the future, which I'm not going to share yet, but, um, and then I'm also working with a startup called Gen Z Talks, which is all about bridging the gap between the older generation and, um, Gen Z. Um, so I'm a team member of them and we're going to do a show and launch other cool things in the future for Gen Z, like networking sessions, um, love experience stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just been really exciting and trying to do something else during uni. Um, which is up and down. I didn't know how that's going to go, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, But yeah, just a lot of exciting things. So that kind of makes studying a lot more harder. (laughs) All the best with Gen Z Talks. Yeah, sounds exciting. Nice. I've definitely seen that on my LinkedIn, I think. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And what about Yasmin? Um, I think my biggest tip is, like, Mm. it relates to um, Presence's tip. I think just go for it. Like, whatever opportunity you want to do anything you have in mind you want to do literally just go for it like i applied to this is in terms of like work experience and stuff i applied to so many stuff things sometimes i literally forget that i've applied to it but as soon as something catches your eye or something catches my eye i'm just like okay why not i look at it if there's like 10 things they want i'm like can i do at least five cool i can gonna apply for it even if I can't do at these five, hmm. can I somehow bridge my way up to that five before the application deadline? If I can, cool, do it. Just go for everything. Just hmm. go for everything. There's literally nothing stopping you from just doing what you want to do. I feel like sometimes, again, kind of what President mentioned about, she mentioned students who feel like they wouldn't get into Oxbridge. Hmm. Sometimes, particularly, I'm speaking as someone who's from Afro-Caribbean background, I'm a girl. Hmm as I hope you can tell from my voice. And sometimes that can be like a barrier from you wanting to do what you want to do because obviously there's some like socioeconomic things, which socioeconomic structure means it's not always easy for people from those backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But, and it can give you like imposter syndrome because I'm not even going to lie. If I would, when I would walk into banking events or whatever, and I'm like the only girl, I'm like the only black girl, I'm like the only black person, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, so I don't really fit in here. But the thing is with imposter syndrome is that no one can tell unless you show them. Like, no one can tell that you feel like you don't fit in unless you show them that you feel like you don't fit in. I tried a lot starting uni. Imposter syndrome is really strong. Because I come from a single parent, like this economic disadvantaged background as well. Um, I never thought I would get into uni. I I didn't think of uni until A-levels. And then didn't think of LSE until... A-levels like yeah. just lay back again and then once I'm here I just like the people you meet there's, mm-hmm. there's, you can feel the difference but do you know what it but is why am I here you um, know you feel that difference 
if you didn't deserve a place there, you wouldn't have it. You didn't just get given the place. You deserve the place. You put in the work for the place. Mm -hmm. They saw you and saw something, which means you deserve a place there. That's why you're there. That's why you have the place. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what I would say. It's like just the worst thing someone can ever say to you is no. So just apply for literally any and everything. I've also got like a project I want to do, mm. but I'm going to be like present and keep quiet about it. But it's something that I've literally like, never done before. Actually, I'm allowed to talk a little bit about it. It's like filming. <laughs> I'm going to do filming for something, this topic that I I think is quite close to my heart and I've literally never filmed anything before in my life. Like, mm. I forgot to say I have YouTube. <laughs> oh my gosh, what? I'm going to subscribe. <laughs> Although it's like Davy channel. So, yeah. Sorry for disrupting. Continue. It's cool. Um, yeah, I say even that, even though I've never done it before, I'm just going to go for it and see how it goes. The worst thing, mm. worst thing that can happen is that it flops. And again, I'm not going to die if that happens. No. So. Yeah, lesson learned. Literally, lesson learned. I will know not to film anything again. Be comfortable with looking stupid for a short amount of time because no one gets good at something without looking stupid for a bit. Oh, yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Literally. And I think I just want to add going back to try everything and say yes to everything. That's kind of what I did in the beginning. Uh, um, I just, it, it went to a place where I just said yes to everything that I realised I said yes to too many things. Um, mm-hmm. And also I said yes to so many random things. I think really try to also sit down and like reflect on you know, who you want to be and what you want yeah. what your interests and if you know like for example i don't really think i would be going to investment banking mm. and i had no clue what spring weeks was and then when i started uni everyone was like spring weeks spring weeks spring weeks banking investment banking and i spent so much time scrolling through um spring week applications um applying like halfway and then until the question is why do you want to do this i just yeah because everyone else is doing it. So I just didn't apply. Um, but I think really, like, if you know that something's not for you, then yeah. don't do it just because everyone else is doing it because there is, there could be like you know, peer pressure. Um, Definitely. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. And you know what? Bouncing off since President said that actually, also say no to some things as well. Mm. Even if you said yes, obviously don't do this too often. If you said yes and you realise actually I'm not going to do this to my fullest potential and it's also okay to actually put it down and be like do you know what someone else deserves this opportunity more than i do yeah and just kind of pass that along to them yeah you have to think like you're saying yes to this but that also means you're saying no to something else oh my gosh, opportunity cost time is like so important because on my right. podcast i talked to a lot of people who didn't who chose not to go to uni um and it's just yeah the opportunity cost of mm. three years like for me, I'm like, oh, it's just three years of my life doing economics. It's fun. It's interesting. And you know, even if I don't apply in like later, what I do because so many people just change so many different directions and never really apply what they actually learn in uni. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, they say that's three years of your life. <laughs> you know, mm. it all depends on how you see time. I guess. Very true. Exactly. So, um, guys, is there any books that you recommend for economic students who are in sixth form or even in year? Um, in their first year for university that they can talk about during their personal statement yeah. or to help them in lessons. This one was recommended to me by um, someone that I asked when I was in Ada I asked and it's yeah. called Can You Outsmart an Economist? 100 Puzzles to Train Your Brain. So it's not actually a book but it's 100 puzzles that relate to economic theory um, and it's I've never gotten a question right. Super fun. <laughs> Um, and I think people applying to Oxbridge, it might be something for them because it like just 
think. It's great that you shared that and it's actually so nice the fact that you said like you said you answered it truthfully saying I haven't gotten a question right because that's perfectly mm. fine and mm. that's normal. So at least if we have viewers or listeners who do um read that book and they don't get any question right, they can relate with you because it's okay sometimes to not know. It's okay. And I also want to share some I was listening to a podcast yesterday, mm. I think from Andrew Huberman, who's like a psychologist slash brain neuroscientist something and he talked about how like learning takes place when you make mistakes like there's actually a lot of science scientific evidence towards the more mistakes you make the more you actually learn and the more it sticks which is why at university like everyone i think what else i don't know for different universities but like here all the professors really push us to make mistakes um they really encourage us to just do it even if we know we're wrong like the amount of stuff I've gotten wrong at uni is just I don't feel like I've ever done a question right um but they really encourage making mistakes in the university environment and I think it really helps us learn it a good quote um I always uh, referred back was um, I forgot who said it I think it was like when you f- make a thousand mistakes it's you you found a thousand when it doesn't work I forgot who said it but it's, it's kind I of like Albert Einstein I think it Probably was in relation a... to the light, light bulb creation yeah yeah mate, yeah 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 so don't just don't be afraid of mistakes. I think um yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Reading is like my it's part of one of my hobbies and my pastime that I like to keep separate from school. So I have protected reading from economics in school and academic stuff. But what I would say is if you're a reader, most of the time you can find a way to spin whatever book you're interested in into putting into your personal statement. So I wrote about this book called Half the Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And it's got nothing to do with economics, really. It's mm. about um, the Biafran war in Nigeria. But I found a way to make it about economics, to put my personal statement. And I think it paid off because I got into every uni I applied to. So It's really creative. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I did not think it was going to work. Thank you. <laughs> I found a way to spin it. And honestly, there's a lot of the time there's themes running inside books, which you, you can find it a way to relate it to what you wanted to relate to. Mm-hmm. But especially economics it applies to everything. Economics is life. It is. Literally. It is. Um I would say maybe to help you in class read the core textbook. We use it now in uni and it was written by lecturers in LSE Kings. One of the writers is actually my lecturer, my lecturer for this module that I'm doing. Mm. One of the modules I'm doing right now. Loads of core economists around the world kind of sat down together and actually off the back of the 2008 financial crisis yeah. said yeah. okay how do we make economics actually apply to the real world? Because the economists weren't able to foresee this, I guess. They weren't able to foresee the crisis. And they also, students found out what they were learning and what was actually happening in the world wasn't translating, it wasn't like meshing together. Mm-hmm. And so the core textbook basically makes economics come to life. So like I was saying before, like economics is gibberish when it's on paper, but when you see its application is real life stuff, it helps. And the core textbook would help you that you will sound smarter than the rest of your classmates if you use that textbook in your exams and if you use it in lesson. Uh, what I wrote in my personal statement was actually, I, re- I said, I actually don't like economics in my personal statement. Um, I oh, said gosh, that I, <laughs> I said I thought there was something wrong because um, uh, at the time I was really interested in Kate Rarewolf, Um and she talks about how neoclassical economics is, there's actually so many different schools of thought basically and I said the mainstream thought of like the mainstream type isn't the one that actually applies to real life so this book called rethinking economics um is a great one that talks about all the different types of economic theory so yeah 
masculinity economics, um, feminist economics, behavioralist, complexity economics, Austrian economics, ecological economics. Like there's so many different schools of thought that help you think yeah. about the same topics differently. And the main one that like most universities teach neoclassical economics. Um, but yeah, so I think just, I mean, yeah, I, I do recommend this book because it's just a different way to think about the topic. All right, thanks guys, and rethinking economics. And the last question I'm going to ask you guys is where do you see yourself um, after studying economics? I'm going to pass this to you, President. There's <laughs> um, been lots of ups and downs. I think yeah. I'm, right now I'm exploring um, entrepreneurship. The fun thing at uni is all the societies um, and the entrepreneurship society, there's a lot to do. Um, so I'm just trying to learn about business because actually I really wanted to do economics and management. That was kind of my goal, but I didn't get into doing economics. Um, but I'm really interested in business, so exploring that maybe work in a startup maybe create my own startup if it's successful but if not then maybe a few years in consulting and then going for a startup or something i don't know but I, I think it's just having an open mind because i don't know anyone who didn't change their minds from first i mean i do know uh, like i do know people who stuck but like, a lot of people change their minds from first year to third third year final year so i think it's just when i ask other people how do they know what they wanted to do um it's all about try like most people said they just fell into it um so if anyone doesn't really know what they want to do just try everything yeah. um, like keep trying different things and if you don't like it then you learn that oh this is something i don't want to do um but when you do find something that you'd like then really go all in on it that's kind of the tip and suggestions that i've received myself hmm. um and i feel like oftentimes we get into final year and we still have no clue what we want to do is because we don't try enough things um because maybe we're afraid to try we think something's not for you but um yeah i've just encouraged everyone to keep trying different things even if it might not feel like it's your jam might be and back to your podcast it starts with action so it starts with action i had no it. idea how talkative i can be <laughs> until i started the podcast i literally yeah. love talking so much um from really being the quietest person in the room to being the loudest <laughs> I love that. I love that you said um, it's okay to not know what you want to do mm. because, like, there are, like, 30-year-olds that still say what I want to do when I grow up. So, like, just to reiterate that, it's actually okay to not know what you want to do because half the time, I don't know what I want to do, but that's okay because I'll figure it out eventually. And if I'm doing something I don't like, then I'll stop doing it and I'll do something else. Yeah, and I think maybe, like, think about your values in a way, like, what's important to you and more so, like, who do you want to become as in, like, character, what's in, like, yeah. what's important to you, is family important to you and just how you can tie in. I think more so I'm looking at it as, like, a lifestyle I want to have as opposed to a mm. specific career. So I think everyone, I like everyone has a like ideal lifestyle they want. Um, how they're gonna get there, it's not exactly the main thing. Because I, I think I do get the sense that oh my gosh, I really want to know what specific thing I want to do. What's my, what am I like? Why am I in this earth? Why am I mm. here? Mm. Um, but then when I like you know check out different people, like they were they started doing law school and then they went to do. Um, investment banking they dropped out and became a filmmaker and then a photographer there's just you know life never really goes to plan yeah <laughs> so just like go with the flow but also yeah. know that you're in control at the same time yeah before i even say like where i want to end up in but funnily enough what you said presence um so i did an investment banking um, internship over the summer and I met someone who studied to be like a surgeon. So he studied for like seven years and then he just came into investment banking. He said he was going to do it for a couple of years just to be mentally challenged, just to see. And he's here like 20 something years later. Oh, so wow. it's like, imagine yeah. all these 
doing medicine and then he was like nah and then he stayed in investment banking like you literally never know as long as something facilitates your lifestyle like you're saying it's it's good as long as you enjoy it it facilitates your lifestyle it's good i think the the only reason i would go into ib or like things i mean i do like consulting but it would be like how hard it is i think because it's so Mm. intense so many hours um but i think it's the challenge that's fun yeah we're weirdos (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's why we're lse and kings I think um, right after studying economics at university, I see yeah. myself taking a break. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, me too. I will be taking a very relaxing break. I will mm-hmm. be going on my holidays <laughs> and I will be chilling. I will not be overworking. Obviously, I would have applied to, Great. I would hope that I would have applied to jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hopefully I have an offer, but I will not be stressing myself thinking about the next 20, 30 years in my future mm-hmm. career. No, I will be being a 21-year-old that has just finished uni and I will just be having fun. But in terms of like career, I'm interested in investment banking, but linking back to what Prince said about values, I am someone... I you can tell about me saying like I will not be thinking about my career in that summer I'm someone that values free time and having fun and having like respite so the idea of me working 80 hours a week especially after I've seen how hard they work within my internship and I have a couple spring weeks coming up and again I think I'll get more insight into it but it's like I don't know if that's something that I want for my own future but the work is so interesting like the work is so interesting like I get why they're working 80 hours because I remember literally like as an intern Mm -hmm. like I'm my workday starts at, stops at 5. Okay, I do a bit of research, but why am I staying at like 8, 9 p.m. still typing stuff up and looking stuff up? And it's like, I'm an intern. I'm not an employee. <laughs> I get why they're working so much, but it's also like, do I want to work so much and then not live life? I don't really think so. So I'm also kind of leaning to strategic consultancy as well. But again, we'll see. We'll see what the future brings. And I'll see. see what facilitates my lifestyle. That's that's all we have for today. Well, thanks, uh, Presence and Yasmin for coming on. And yes, we'll see thank you, you soon. Thanks, thanks for having us. Having it was lovely having you guys. And um, listening to your tips and advice, I think everyone who ever listens to this um, podcast would love you too. And it's been great to have you. So thank you very much for listening and everyone else. Um, So we'll see you in our next episode. So bye for now.